0: Arizona Arizona sports, sports. the The local local sports leader, leader. Burns and Gambo, the four o'clock reset brought to you by Collins Comfort, AC and Plumbing, proud home services partner of the Arizona Cardinals, four o'clock reset. All right, this is where you come for all the top sports stories of the day. Every day, four o'clock reset here on the Burns and Gambo show. We are very prepared to pivot to Kansas City. If the Cardinals should do something, the second round is just about to get underway. They haven't officially put the Steelers on the clock yet. But it's coming. It's coming quick. The Cardinals have the second pick in today's second round with a lot of speculation about what they might do with that. Could they move? Could they stay? What are they going to do? Joey Porter Jr. If my guy. somebody comes up to get Will Levis, who went undrafted yesterday, and Levis is the pick here, then Joey Porter Jr. could be the player the Cardinals might come to well, I we'll know see. if
1: Steve was making the picks, they'd probably take that tight end out of Notre Dame. He's <laughs> right there. I mean, how do you pass on that value? I'm just kidding. But... Uh,
0: just, that's just
1: brutal, man. That's love, funny, but it's woo. I love Steve, but he might have taken that kid, Michael Mayer <laughs> out of Notre Dame. Can't, I, talk, I can't. He was the highest guy on my board. He was the highest guy on our board. We, we always go out the board, said he was the next best player. Oh, I'm funny. looking at uh, I'm looking at Joey Porter Jr. the cornerback. Um, also, you know that that center out of Minnesota is is considered one of the best centers, if not the best center in the league. John John Michael Schmitz. John yes. Michael Schmitz. So I think that could be an option, too, there. All right. Uh, yesterday,
0: of course, the Cardinals selected Ohio State offensive lineman Paris Johnson, Jr., six overall in the first round, with the second round getting underway. Paris Johnson met with the media today. He was also on with Wolf and Luke. He talked about his favorite part of football. I think the
2: best part of being a, a football player is, one, the physicality of the sport. I think that's what attracted me to, to, to the game is the ability to impose your will on other people you know and, and, and they're not able to stop it um, even if they won it, I think it's that's a dominant part of sport.
0: He also told our Cardinals reporter, Tyler Drake, who was in Kansas City yesterday for the first round in this exclusive one on one, that he will play anywhere on the line that he's asked to.
2: What I ask for the Cardinals is the ability to put me anywhere. You know, i, I never snapped before, but if they teach me, I will snap for the Cardinals because I just want to be a part of this five. You know, so it's a like guard, tackle, and I have a future 6 7 center. We'll see if that's what they want to do. But, I you mean, know, I'm, I'm, I'm I'm just trying to blow out, and I I, I trying sort to of play hard for the for the guys They're already in there. You know what I mean?
1: We'll see. We'll see where I, he ends up. Yeah, listen to you. He was a guard in in college. He moved to tackle. He's, he just played center at in at, at high school, I think. So, I think he's gonna end up being your left tackle. I would project he starts at right tackle for the Cardinals, and then eventually at some point moves over to left tackle to replace DJ. All
0: right, round one recap from last night: Panthers obviously took Bryce Young number one. Texans took CJ Stroud number two. Texans traded up with the Cardinals take Will Anderson Jr. number three. The Colts went with Anthony Richardson at number four. The Seahawks took Devin Witherspoon. Not the Jalen quarterback. Carter. Not Jalen Carter. He goes to. The- Eagles. He went to get, Eagles. And then they get the Georgia kid, they too. Nolan, so they got the two Georgia kids. Oh they got a nail Nolan Smith at like the seconds to the last pick of the first round. They killed it.
1: They did. The Eagles killed it. They killed it. Just
0: absolutely obliterated this draft with what they did. I know people will talk about Jalen Carter and the red flags and all that stuff. I think the Eagles were big, big winners. The Atlanta Falcons took a somewhat local kid. He went to South Point High School in Tucson. Bijan John Robinson, the running back out of Texas, went to hey, Atlanta number eight overall.
1: running backs in the first round. Two running backs in the first round. The year. What
0: the what is What's going on the, here? The Alabama kid going as well. Jameer Gibbs to the Detroit Lions, number 12 overall. The Lions had a real interesting draft yesterday. A couple of reaches in Jamar Gibbs at 12 after the trade with the Cardinals and then linebacker Jack Campbell out of Iowa at number 18. The name that we talked a lot about, Christian Gonzalez, a little bit of a slip and slide yesterday. He The, the Patriots traded down, and they were able to get him at number 17 overall.
1: Yeah, I was really, really surprised at that. I thought he was the best corner in the draft, but other people like Witherspoon who went to Seattle, and then Emmanuel Forbes went to Washington at 16. There was this run on offensive tackles, and that's why I think the Cardinals wanted to get in there, because if you look at the board, there was definitely a run on offensive tackles, and then two running backs go in the top 12, so that was really interesting. But the good news for Gonzalez, man, he goes to a franchise with a great history oh, yeah. of stud cornerbacks, right? Darrell Rebus, Stephon Gilmore, Ty Law, Asante Samuel. He'll be great for Bill Belichick. Late in the first round, there was a real run
0: on uh, wide receivers, too, and that included the Baltimore Ravens taking Zay flowers out of Boston College with the 22nd overall pick, pretty much eliminating them if they were even in it to begin with from a DeAndre Hopkins sweepstakes, right? you got to assume that's not the landing spot
1: now. I think so. I think them, and I looked at that, too. Are they going to take a? Wide Receiver, they can take. It. Yes, now you know the Packers. They'll never take a wide receiver. So I was really shocked. They the Packers, going to the Packers. They need a wideout. They need. They'll never take a wide out. That's like the Cardinals with offensive linemen for so long. But yeah, I was. You know, when Baltimore made that pick, I just I definitely questioned whether that means they're out on um, on getting DeAndre yeah, Hopkins yeah. in a trade with Flowers. Set twenty second overall. You take Flowers there. You're probably not trading for D Hop. Second round set to begin in mere
0: moments. We will bring you when the Cardinals are on the clock. We'll immediately turn our sp- speculation of what they're going to do. Other NFL news, a minor note, but it's got a big significance to the Cardinals. The Chargers today picked up Justin Herbert's fifth-year option, no surprise. Monday is the deadline for Isaiah Simmons. TikTok, tock tick-tock, tick-tock. Yeah, I have to assume that they're not going to pick it up. Seems like it. Sons and the Mercury announced this morning they're doing something unprecedented in the world of TV rights. They've agreed to a five-year TV and streaming partnership with Gray Television, departing Valley Sports Arizona Regional Network, now that includes... KTVK Channel Three, KPHO CBS Five, statewide on KPHE They also are going to do streaming. If you are a cable cutter and you just watch your stuff streaming, we had Matt Ishbia on with us earlier today. This is what he said: I'm really excited about the opportunity.
1: You know, we're all about the fans and the experience. And you know, one things I'm the owner. I'm just the steward for the community. And what would the community want? They want to watch the games. So how do I get the games to more people for less cost or no cost? Obviously, and that's what we're doing. And so. We figure out a way to figure out to make it so that the games are available, um, so they can watch every game, and more fans will be created, and more excitement around the Arizona uh, community for the Phoenix Suns and the Phoenix Mercury. And we think it's a great day, and, a, and hopefully, the beginning of a really positive thing for for years and years to come. Yeah, listen, I think there's definitely some positives here. Make no mistake about it; they had no choice here; they had to do this. Ballast is going bankrupt. Uh, and the Suns had a terrible, terrible TV deal with Bally's because it was still the deal that Jerry Colangelo had signed 20, 20 years ago. You know, Jerry did a deal 20 years ago uh, to collect a lot of money up front. Now, the first 10 years of the deal was pretty good, but the last 10 years of the deal, believe it or not, the Suns, who only got about tw- somewhere between 25 and $29 million a year on that TV deal, they were in like the bottom quarter of franchises and what they made. The, Diamondback- the, the Suns, had a terrible, terrible D- TV deal. Terrible yeah. deal. Uh, the move
0: could cost the Suns tens of millions in guaranteed money with a regional sports network in the short term, but they believe it'll boost the number of households that the games are available in to three times the amount, from about 800,000 to maybe like 3 million according to the team. They're the only team in the NBA to be doing this, so they're a little bit of a revolutionary well, here with this. It could be a game changer. could be like a tipping yeah. point moment in sports TV. We'll see. I don't let's, know.
1: Let's see what happens with the D-back too. Does anybody want to broadcast 162 games? And the D backs had a great TV deal with Bally's. They were making about 100 million a year compared to the Suns, who are making about 27, 28 million a year. Now, Bally Sports and, and Diamond Sports Group, the company that
0: owns Bally Sports, says they're going to fight this. Quote The Suns breached our contract and violated bankruptcy law. We will pursue all remedies against any parties that attempt to exercise control over our property interests while we reorganize. There's a decent chance this ends up in court, maybe like bankruptcy court or something along those lines, according to what I've read. Sports Business Journal's John Orand reports that Bally does have the rights to match any new TV deal, but again, they're bankrupt. So they're bankrupt, well, yeah. And the payment, ability to do they that. They had
1: paid the Suns in full. They haven't paid the Diamondbacks yet, but the payment's going to be due this summer. So a payment would have been due this summer if they were going to con- continue that relationship. Now, of course, the Suns opening up their
0: series against the Denver Nuggets tomorrow, Game 1, 530 because the Celtics were Able to make a trade? Sorry, the Celtics. gimbal pointed the TV uh, screen, yes. threw me off. Yeah, um, the Celtics were able to win last night, which means now the Suns will start tomorrow at five thirty in Game One or Game Seven. Game One between the Suns and the Nuggets tomorrow, five thirty. Game Two is coming up on Monday.
1: Yeah, and we've got the Kings tonight looking to force a Game Seven, which would be, I believe, Sunday. So if the Kings can win that series, the Suns will be one game in, get ready to play the second game. Before they even play a game seven. All right, NBA tonight. Golden State looks to take round
0: one from the Kings at Chase Center in San Francisco. Mm. That game tips off at 5 o'clock. They have a three games to two lead. The Lakers look to do the same against the Grizzlies at 7 30. They have a three games to Memphis two lead. Memphis played that so sense.
1: well the other night. They did. You know, the problem with Sacramento is that, you know, Fox with that hand, right, the finger, I mean, he shot like 0 for 5 or 0 for 6 in that fourth quarter. Arizona Arizona. Just really struggled it down the stretch and just as great as he is i think he's just not he's just not as healthy as he needs to be
0: all right so that is our four o'clock reset here on the burns and gambo show covering through the top sports stories of the day when we come back round two of the nfl draft the cardinals have pick number two of round two what are they going to do we might know when we come back next on the burns and gambo show Afternoons 2 till 6 on Arizona Sports. The local sports leader. All right, welcome back to the Burns and Gambo Show. Round 2 is underway. And the Steelers did not... Give in to the temptation of trading the pick. Damn. With the first pick of the second round, the Pittsburgh Steelers selected cornerback Joey Porter Jr. of Penn State. Play that profile. Joey Porter Jr., cornerback, Penn State.
2: If the name sounds familiar, don't check your ears. Son of former Pro Bowler Joey Porter, his son is one of the most physical cornerbacks in this year's draft. Porter Jr. vaulted himself up with the top defenders in the country his last collegiate season, earning second-team A.P.R. All-American, and first-team All-Big Ten by using his frame worthy of shutting down big, physical receivers. He also used his strength to make receivers reroute and breaking up would-be catches. However, his lack of top speed and quick twitch reactions are part of his game that needs work. NFL comparison, Lions cornerback Amani Oruwariye.
0: Adam Schefter tweeted out moments ago, despite the interest they received for the opening pick of the second round from other teams, the Steelers kept it and drafted Penn State corner. Joey Porter Jr.
1: Stays in the family damn, in Pittsburgh, doesn't damn. it? Damn, damn, that's who I wanted. That's that's who I wanted. Now you can look, you could go offensive line here. You could go defensive end. I mean, there's there's some good defensive ends available. There's um, the Atabuari kid from Northwestern who's available. You got some offensive linemen. There's two centers. Some people like Joe Tippman, the center from Wisconsin, and we talked about the Minnesota kid, so you could go there. There's another cornerback, Tyreek Stevenson from Miami, who's really highly rated. Um, um, there's the Mingo kid, the old the old miss wide receiver there's a lot to like at this point now we could we could talk you know the possibility is there that they they could make a trade, no doubt about it. You know, but I would rather make the pick here, get a player I need, and then use those other three picks to move up a Even little bit. With if Joey that's what Porter I have to
0: Jr. Do. gone, because you you were you were basing that off of Joey Porter Jr. being available. Now that he's gone, are you as married to that concept, or are you willing to come off of that a little bit? How
1: far down are we talking about going? Uh, five picks, six okay, picks, okay, seven okay. picks, okay.
0: you know, something like that. Yeah, right? I can
1: still get. I can still get guys. There's the the guard from TCU, Steve Avila. You know, he's there. If you want to go off. Line um, again, I you know if I, I remember the Jets when I got to Brinkeshaw Ferguson and Nick Mangold in the same draft back in two thousand five or six, and they could do that. Breaking, breaking, hit me the breaking sounder, will you please? Arizona Sports breaking
0: news: Ian Rappaport. The Arizona Cardinals are now talking trade possibilities at number thirty three. He just tweeted out the Titans have traded up. The Tennessee Titans have traded up. With the Arizona
1: Cardinals, are they going to get the quarterback? Tennessee's at forty-one. Tennessee's at forty-one. Tennessee's at forty-one. Okay. Yeah. Are they going after they're Levis for, right here? I gotta
0: think they're coming for Will Levis. Are they here. coming for Levis? I gotta think that they are coming for Will Levis. Gotta think that that's what the plan is here, right? Got to be. So the Cardinals were at 33. The Titans were at 41. The Cardinals moved down 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8 spots with the Tennessee Titans who move up now to number two in the second round. What do you got for me, Rubes? According me. to
2: Field Yates, the Cardinals are trading pick 33 and pick 81 for 41 and 72. So okay, moving, so they get into 70s. Right. They're moving about 10 spots up in, from the 80s to the 70s and about 8 spots. Rubes, down. give that to me again, please, will you? So the Cardinals are trading the 33rd pick, the one that's on the clock right now, and 81 for 41 and 72. So they're evening it out a little bit, right? They're yeah, they're, cl- yeah, they're closing yeah. the gap, mm-hmm. right?
0: Cuz the way the Cardinals had it set up right now, the Cardinals were sitting with uh pulling it up right now. Number 33 Number 81, 94, and 96. There's a huge gap between 33 and 81, right? By trading 33 and 81, they've compressed the amount of time in between their
1: picks now. Because now they have 41 like and 72. Does that seem like enough? has got to be something else in there. You think so? Because they still that's, have 90. has 90- got to be something. All you do is you move up 10 spots in one round to, get, to go down? You move up 10 spots
0: in the third round. I mean, or in the... We're talking about the third round. Or we're talking, yeah, the third round. You move up ten spots in the third round to put you more in the middle of the round, as opposed to the I know, back end of the but round. You're also moving down a whole lot here. Yeah, you are. I, I mean, I don't know. I, I I think what it does is it eliminates the gap between your picks. Right. Because you were going to go 50 picks without making a pick. Now you're going to go 30 picks without making a pick. Right. You know, and then and then after 72, you have another 20 picks and then you get to make basically two at the back end of the third round. You don't think it's enough?
1: I I think there's got to be something else to that. That seems like it's just I'll move down 10 spots in this round to move up 10 spots in another round like this round's better. This round's better. Yeah, I do want to go to the podium for this one just to see if the
0: Titans are doing what everybody thinks that they're going to do. So as soon as we see Roger Goodell emerge from the back part of the stage, we'll go to the podium and just confirm that the Titans have in done, have indeed done what we think that they're going to do. And that's going to take Will Levis, the quarterback out of Kentucky, who was in the green room last night. He was there. He was the last guy there. Reportedly, he is not at the draft right now. He didn't want to you know, sit there much Longer and be all the speculation and have the cameras on him. But the assumption is going to be that this is going to be Will Levis who's going to be the pick. So Roger Goodell is just about to come out from behind the podium. Let's, or he's going to step to the podium, I should say. Here he comes. Let's go to the podium and confirm what it is the Tennessee Titans have done here.
2: Let's see what Tennessee's here to do. The Arizona Cardinals have traded the 33rd pick to the Tennessee
1: Titans. With the 33rd pick in the 2023
2: NFL Draft, the Tennessee Titans select Will Levis, quarterback, Kentucky. Will Levis, quarterback. Kentucky. After two seasons with Penn State, Levis made the decision to transfer to Kentucky and make it more than a basketball school. As he won 17 of his 24 starts, Levis possesses the ideal quarterback stature, standing at six foot three inches and weighing just over 230 pounds, and with a rocket for an arm, feeding passes into tight windows and launching dimes over tardy safeties. A glaring mark was his touchdown-interception ratio falling below a two-to-one mark, and some poor throws from not trusting his footwork. But his success with the Wildcats and his arm strength puts him among the top prospects in the draft. NFL comp, former Broncos, Bears, and Dolphins quarterback Jay Cutler.
0: All right, so Will Levis to the Tennessee Titans Gambo, you were correct. Had to be more. There was Had more. To be. There was more. So the Cardinals get in addition to moving back to 41. Moving up to 72, they also pick up a third-round pick there next year There you go. That's for it. the right That's to do okay, this. Okay, good. All I right? like that. It's good. So now for those of you scoring at home, mm-hmm. and I, I appreciate Darren Urban for keeping track of this for me via his Twitter account. Thank you, Darren, if you're listening. The Cardinals, already for next year,
1: have added a first, two-thirds, and a fifth in next year's draft. What you have to do when you're one of the worst teams in yep. the NFL. you yeah. got to have all these picks. Yeah, see, it made no sense to drop down to where Tennessee is. Only to move up in a different round, a later round, to move up the same yep. amount of spots. So It the, made no sense. The
0: Titans get 33, which is Will Levis, and the 81st pick. The Cardinals now have the 41st pick in this round, the 72nd pick in next round, and they pick up a third rounder. Give me, give me
1: it one more time. Okay. Okay.
0: 33. 33 and 81. Two. To Titans. To Tennessee. For 41, 72, and a third rounder next year. Okay. And again, the Cardinals already have a first, two-thirds, and a fifth for next year's draft. Right? Okay? Yep. So now you go. the Cardinals will make their pick at 41, so I'm going to take a guess and say roughly an hour from now, maybe a little less than an hour from now, 45 minutes or so, give or take, and then their first third-round pick is much higher than it was before, or at least a little higher than it was before. It's 71 now instead of 81, and they still have 91 and 96. They still have four
1: picks today. Yes. They've just kind of closed the gap between their first one
0: and their second and one. I gave them
1: the option. I mean, that's a, they're in a really good spot for next year with these extra picks that they have. Now, listen, if they like a guy, if they really like a guy, they've still got enough inventory today that they can use to move up and go get themselves a player they really like. Now, here's what we're going to start to do, Alright, we're going to start to... Scratch guys off the list
0: as they come off the board, right? Because we've identified some of the players the Cardinals could take in the second round. We've talked about John Michael Schmitz. We've talked about Keon White, the Georgia Tech edge. We've talked about Georgia cornerback Keely Ringo or Michigan cornerback DJ Turner. Uh, we've talked about Wisconsin defensive tackle Keanu Benton or Tennessee wide receiver Jalen Hyatt. We've got a lot of names out yeah. there. And these picks are flying fast and
1: furious right now. Yeah, we're, we're going to... Just made uh, Sam Laporta, the tight end from Iowa, at their pick. So they're going to go quickly.
0: Yes, they are. Um, And so we'll keep an eye on how many guys on this list are still there for the Cardinals at 41. Now, I don't know if these are guys the Cardinals like or not. We're just talking about positions of need, players of interest, guys who could be there at 41. And we'll see how many of them are, in fact, there when it's all said and done.
1: Yeah, no, this isn't bad at all. Now, I'm curious, and I hope somebody asks Monty Austin for this. If Joey Porter Jr. was on the board, would they have made this trade? Would they have made this trade? I'm going to bet no. Would they have taken Joey Porter Jr. and locked up a cornerback spot for them? Um, Because they didn't make this until after the Porter pick was announced. Mm-hmm. So my thought process here is that they probably would have taken Porter Jr. at 33, but the second he was gone, they said, okay, we'll move down, we'll get the extra third round pick for next year, and uh, we'll move down a little bit, and we'll move up in another round. Yep. But the Cardinals clearly benefited from the Steelers
0: staying put and taking Joey Porter Jr., because everybody thought somebody was going to come up to get Will Levis to start the round, did. and somebody did, but when the Steelers stuck to their guns and took Joey Porter Jr., it became the Cardinals' position of strength to okay, who wants Will Levis, highest bidder gets him. When we come back on the Burns and Gambo show, we'll continue to look at the NFL draft and follow along with the Cardinals as the the names come off the board. We'll let you know who's there and who's left. In the meantime, we've also got the Suns series against the Nuggets to start previewing, and we'll do that next here on the Burns and Gambo show. Arizona sports, the home of Phoenix Suns basketball. Suns Playoff Company presented by Michelob Ultra. Burns and Gambo talk Suns Nuggets now. And we will in 30 seconds. I promise just a quick recap on what's going on in the NFL draft. Round 2 is underway. The LA Rams are on the clock right now with the 5th pick of the 2nd round. The Raiders moved up to the 4th pick in the 2nd round. They took Michael Mayer the tight end out of Notre Dame with the 35th pick overall. So a little bit of a run on tight ends the last 2 picks. Sam LaPorta from Iowa as you mentioned. Michael Mayer from Notre Dame back to back tight ends. The Rams are now on the clock at the 5th the pick in this round. They're followed by the Seahawks, the Colts, the Panthers, the Saints, and then the Cardinals. The Cardinals moved down from 34 down to 41. Uh, It allowed them to move up a little bit in the third round, and they picked up an extra third-round pick next year to do this as well. So, we will keep our eye on names. There's a lot of names out there the Cardinals could go. I just wrote down 10 during the break that are potential directions for them, and every time one name comes off the list that's kind of on this list, we'll let you know. No, right, like a guy that the Cardinals could have gotten that maybe isn't going to be there. So we'll keep everybody completely updated on that. Just keep it right here. In the meantime, Gambo, we've got the playoffs resuming tomorrow, round two for the Suns and the Nuggets, game one, in a series that we all think is going to be really tight and in a series in which you and I and really everybody, kind of looking back to two years ago and Jokic and DeAndre Ayton, this was the series where everybody really sat up and started yeah. taking notice of DeAndre Ayton, Ayton. Right? Jokic, the battle. Right, and it was a yeah. battle. And you look at Jokic's numbers from the series, they were still good, and they were superior to DeAndre Ayton. They were, but he had to work really hard
1: to get to those he had to numbers. He work
0: really hard. Is Ayton going to make Jokic work as hard this time around? That seems to be the main question for this series.
1: Yeah, no, it really is. I mean, I think at times DeAndre falls in love with his offensive game and lets the defense lack. He's going to talk about how he's dominating on both ends, of the anchor on both ends of the court. But what they really need him in this series to be is the anchor on the defense defensive side. You're going up against a two-time MVP. You're going up against a guy that, you know, that, had that averaged 25 points, 13.3 rebounds, 5.8 assists, 1.3 blocks. You know, this is a, a terrific player. Um, you know, in that series, Aiden can, if Aiden could hold his own, it's a win for the Suns. You just, you could, you could just hold your own. Um, if you're not expected to win these battles against him, but just don't get, completely annihilated by him. Don't let him go for 30 points and 15 rebounds while, you know, you're not getting any rebounds. So I think that DeAndre will be up for the challenge, but this is this is a tough challenge. He's always faced him well in the past, but tough challenge. Yeah, this is Devin Booker post-practice today on DA embracing the Jokic challenge. I mean, that's step one, just
0: embracing it. It's uh, a tough matchup. You can't, get, you can't get too
2: concerned when he makes tough shots. You know, I think the Biggest problem is if he has it going, and he's making sure everybody, everybody else has it going too. So, and he has the ability to do that because he draws that much attention. So, Let's try to make it tough on him. You know, Alan had
0: a real good piece about this at Arizonasports.com, and he had a lot of video cut ups in it from four, from two years ago during that four game series. And DeAndre Ayton just did such a good job of just keeping his chest in front of Jokic, right? Like, they will be just always making it, there's a body in front of you. And, and certainly Ayton has the lateral foot speed to be able to move side to side to do that. Now, Jokic is still one of the unbelievable offensive players of this generation, so he's going to get his looks. He's gonna get his shots. He's gonna get his points. Aiton just needs to make it as hard as he can for him. And really, not, you know, this dominating version of DeAndre Aiton. You're so right. It doesn't need to manifest itself in terms of scoring. Of course, it would help for DeAndre Ayton to score, but DeAndre Ayton's energy on this one has to be expended on the defensive side and on the rebounding side. And in particular, not letting the Nuggets get a ton of offensive no, rebounds. No. That's
1: such a key in this series, right? Look, if you could frustrate Jokic, we, we remember a couple of years ago when he got ejected for knocking down campaign, and then Booker got in his face. I mean, that was yep. like you. Fr- they frustrated him. They, they, the Nuggets were going to lose. The Suns were up three nothing. You know, Jokic swings up and brings the sledgehammer on Cameron Payne, and then um, you know hits him in the face. He gets tossed out of the game. Booker goes nose to nose with him, frustrate him. You know, play you know, if you could do that, you know, maybe get under his skin a little bit. Try to try to get him off his game. So that's that's what you try to do to this guy. He's got a lot more weapons around him now. He's got a lot more help than he did two years ago when this when the Suns played
0: them. Here is Monty Williams after practice yesterday talking about the joke. It's a tough task. Uh, two time his criticism about defense and all this when I watched the film he's a stance in the pocket uh bust his tail to get back to the paint talk on defense and spray the transition then you add the offensive side to it. On that side there's nothing he
2: can't do. It's a rarity I don't think I've ever seen in my career where a guard would get a rebound and throw it to a seven-footer. as an outlet. That's something that is unique to this
0: team. Now, I think just as interesting in this series,
1: honestly, is Devin Booker and who he's guarding. I don't know if you want him on Murray, but you don't want Paul on Murray. Nope. He, Booker is best suited to guard Murray he is. But then you just you try to figure it out like who's Porter gonna be on? He's like six ten and a half. Like who's Gordon Porter? Mm-hmm. So they've got size. So I think you know a, you know a Koji's good. Maybe you could put a Koji, you know, on Murray to try to see if he'll he'll play hard for you. But I do think, you know, you worry about um you, you can put Tory Craig on Murray. I don't think you have Paul on Murray. I don't think you let Paul get worn out. So then what do you put Paul on? Can Tavius Caldwell Pope? Potentially. Like he's that fifth, fifth option, but he's a good shooter. But, so that's where you run into problems. I think the Suns want to keep – I don't think you're going to want Paul on Murray – but then where do you put Paul and then who guards Murray? You could go Craig, you could go Book, you could go koji on Murray, but you definitely don't want Paul on him.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, Kogi would seem to be the most logical sort of candidate, only in that he's he's good defensively, he's got the length, and he, he's more of a point-of-attack defender, right? Yeah. I mean, that's kind of what Josh is good at, but Devin Booker's been so good defensively this year, I just I worry about the minutes, I worry about the low that Devin Booker has to carry offensively. Now, maybe that changes this second round. Maybe he doesn't carry as much of a load as he did before. I I honestly don't think... I, I don't think the Suns can get past the Denver Nuggets with Devin Booker needing to come up with 37 every night for them to win. I, I think that's an equation that has the Suns getting bounced in the second round. I, I think it needs to be more Kevin Durant. It needs to be more DeAndre Eaton, more Chris Paul, more somebody, and not not Kevin Dur- not Kevin, uh, Devin Booker feeling like he's got to do all of it every single but
2: night. he got to
1: freelance a lot in that Clipper series. He did. Because there was no Kawhi, there was no Paul George. He got to freelance. Remember all those great plays we kept talking about, how he came from behind and stripped Zubach? That was as a freelancer. It's going to be different in this series because he's going to have to guard somebody because they they pose some definite matchup problems. I mean, you know, Porter Jr.'s a big guy and, you know, he's going to end up on smaller players on Phoenix. I mean, I didn't love Michael Porter Jr. two years ago. He's a much better player now than he was two years ago. And he's shooting the ball really well. He's got great size. And that's going to be something where they look to look. They're going to hunt Chris Paul. Like, they are. They're going to try to find the matchup on Paul. That'll be what they they look to attack. But they're also going to have some size advantages out there.
0: Yeah, no doubt. Uh, Booker, for those who don't know, um, in the first round of the playoffs against the Clippers, he defended about 23 shots per game. That was the second most in the playoffs. He attempted 23 and a half shots per game. That was the third most in the playoffs. That's Book? That's Book. So on both ends, he's been incredibly, incredibly busy. And he's been playing 43 minutes a night so far in the postseason. And if the Suns keep asking him to do that, you know, now maybe because this series is wired a little differently with more time off in between game two and three and between game six and seven, you can you can get away with it a little bit more here. We'll see. But how the Suns match up with the Nuggets, because look, the Nuggets are one of the best offensive teams in the NBA. To your point about Porter and Jamal Murray and things like that, they're going to score. They're going to score. They're going to get out in transition and score. Porter shoots the three really, well. Really he shoots well. the ball real he's well. Big like Durant. He's big and he could shoot over yep. people. And, and So it feels like it's going to be a little bit of a shootout here in this series, which is where you worry about the Nuggets and their advantage defensively because of KCP on Book. That's going to be Book can rise above that, but that's a tough matchup. And because of Aaron Gordon on Kevin Durant, again, that's a tough matchup. He can rise above that, but it's going to be hard work for them to do it. A couple of picks that have gone down since we've been on with this segment. Steve Avila, the guard, went to the Rams with the 36th pick. In this round, Derek Hall, the outside linebacker from Auburn. Not the president of the Diamondbacks. No. Okay. He went to the Seahawks. With the 37th pick, Matthew Bergeron, guard out of Syracuse, went number 38 to the Atlanta Falcons, who moved up to get him. We're two picks away from the Arizona Cardinals being on the clock. So let's take a break. And when we come back, we think we're going to have the pick for the Arizona Cardinals or be really close to it. What will the Cardinals do in the second round? Their pick likely coming up next on the Burns and Gambo Show. Here we go. and gambo afternoons two till six on arizona sports the local sports leader All right, welcome back to the Burns and Gambo Show. Round two of the NFL draft very much underway, and the Arizona Cardinals very much busy in today's second round and third round of the NFL draft. Already making a trade. They were sitting at number 33, Gambo. They packaged 33 and 81 in a trade with the Tennessee Titans and received 41 and 72. So they moved back in the second round, up in the third round, plus an extra third rounder next year. Yeah. So they've already got a first. Two thirds and a fifth locked in for next year already that are done. And now the Cardinals, the Panthers pick is. Ian. They took Jonathan Mingo, the wide receiver, out of Old Miss. Yeah, good play. So now New Orleans is on the clock, and then the Cardinals pick. And then the Cardinals. So we imagine sometime during this segment, and and I'll tell you right now, we'll just commercial free until the Arizona Cardinals make their pick. Okay, so we'll we'll be here until the Cardinals make their pick. Now I made this list here of guys that it could be. All right, and feel free to add whatever whatever names you want on this one. All right, okay. um, it could be Minnesota center John Michael Schmitz. Okay. It could be Michigan corner DJ Turner. Mm -hmm. I'm going to draw a line through Steve Avila. He went to the Rams. There's a Wisconsin center named Joe Tipman. Is he on your list? Joe Tipman is on my list. Gotcha. Yes. Uh, It could be Georgia corner Keely Ringo. It could be Tennessee wide receiver Jalen Hyatt. Could be Georgia Tech edge Keon White. Bama corner Brian Branch, LSU
1: edge B.J. Ojulari. It's a lot of. The, uh, did the Kansas State cornerback go? Julius Brents. He has not. Okay, he's very highly rated in that second round. Him and Tyreek Stevenson from Miami. A lot of corners. There are a lot of corners. So do you feel like you can get one of them later and try to, you know, shore up the offensive line a little bit with a center or a guard? Um, Because you could you could sit there that defensive defensive ends. uh, Doesn't see this. There's there's some there's a defensive tackle. Al Benton from Wisconsin hasn't been taken yet. There's a defensive end, the uh, Adebore kid from Northwestern. Mm-hmm. But it seems like there's more cornerbacks. Out. There are a lot of corners that are available right now, good corners. There's a lot there. of
0: corners. My worry is that, okay, so you're picking now at 41. Your next pick is 31 picks away. My worry is that by the time you swing around yeah, again, the next five are gone. Most of the good ones are gone. I would go corner here. That, that's, that's what I would The Saints pick is in. Um, you know what? We'll do the podium on this one, guys. Um, Whenever we see the commissioner, we'll go to the podium and see what the Saints are going to do. And then, you know, same rules kind of apply as yesterday. We won't let social media break the pick for us. If Gambo is able to find out or not, whatever, we'll go to the podium and we'll kind of honor it and the the system and things like that. But the Saints pick is in. And then as soon as that comes in, we'll go to the podium, get that pick, play that profile. And the Arizona Cardinals will be on the clock and we'll see what they do. There is a tremendous amount of talent still on the board for them. Lots, to your point, Gambo, yeah. lots of good secondary talent on the board Listen, right now. This
1: is the area that Steve Kahn would excel in, right? The second rounds, the Byron Murphy, the Buda Bakers. The, you know, he would excel with those second rounds. So the Cardinals have a history of getting good players in the second round. Not in the first, but in the second round, they usually do pretty good in the draft. Look, when you're drafting a player this side in the second round, you're expecting him to be a starter, okay? There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. You're not looking at that guy saying he's a role player. You're drafting a guy in that top. 35, 40. Like, you're saying, okay, this is a guy I think is going to be a starting let's player. Go to the podium. Thank
2: you so much for having me. Saints, you're on the clock. And what I want to say is that everybody that gets their name called tonight, your whole family should all celebrate together. It's a special time in all these young people's lives. So let's all give them a round of applause for that. And I also want to give a shout-out to my man
1: Mike Ornstein, who had a happy birthday, turned 70 yesterday. You've given so much to me and to the game. With all that being said, with the 40th pick in the 2023 NFL Draft, the New Orleans Saints select Isaiah Foskey, defensive end, Notre Dame.
0: Another. Okay, we do not have a profile for Isaiah Foskey. You can pot down the, uh, the uh, podium feed if you would. Thank you. Uh, we appreciate that. Um, okay, so Isaiah Foskey is the pick, and the Arizona Cardinals are on the clock. Uh, Georgia cornerback Keely Ringo is available. Michigan corner DJ Turner is available. Uh, Bama corner slash safety Brian Branch is available. K-State corner Julian Brunts is available. Michigan Minnesota center John Michael Schmitz is available. Wisconsin center Joe Tippman is available. LSU edge BJ Ojulari is available. Tennessee wide receiver Jalen Hyatt is available. I gotta think it's gonna be one of those positions, right? Like corner offense Defensive line
1: wide receiver? How about Edge? How about the the Wisconsin kid's still there, right? Benton? Yes, the defensive lineman.
0: I'm going to go him. You think it's going to be
1: Benton? Address the defensive line. Keanu? You lost Benton. I'm going to go Benton. You lost Zach Allen, JJ Watt. You just beefed up the offensive line a little bit. Let's help the defensive line a little bit here. Go get yourself a guy who can go play defensive tackle for you, and uh, they they need the help. So I would go defense. I, I'm I'm thinking Benton here. All right, the pick is in. As soon as we see Roger
0: Goodell or whomever is making this pick, whoever's announcing this pick, we'll go to the podium and we'll bring you the announcement. But the Cardinals have made their selection at number forty one. They have not traded this pick. They are staying here. They are making this pick. They made a trade to get to this spot. They made a trade with the Tennessee Titans. Cardinals had the second pick in the second round. They moved down here to 41. The benefit of that is they got to move up in the third round, and they picked up an extra third rounder next year as well. They're going to a commercial break at ESPN, so we will not get the announcement anytime soon. Yep, so they're in a commercial break, so we've got a couple more minutes to kind of preview potentially what the Cardinals could do. Now remember, they have three other picks today as well. They have have number 72 which was Tennessee's pick they moved up in the 3rd round for that one from 81 they moved up 9 spots and then they have 94 and 96 as well in the 3rd round now remember yesterday because the tampering charges, the Cardinals had an even better third round pick. They were forced to basically make a trade with the Philadelphia Eagles as compensation for illegal contact with Jonathan Gannon by Monty Austin Ford, for which he apologized yesterday. In fact, I've got his um what he had to say to the media about that yesterday. I've got it here somewhere. I'm looking for it. I will find it. Give me just a moment. But he did apologize for it. Said it was his fault. He yeah, here it is, right here. Let me play this. So
2: here's here's what I tell Hey guys um you know i uh, i made a mistake um i own that um you know it's uh it's a situation that we were we were able to resolve i've apologized to uh michael bidwell um, i've apologized to um our staff and you know i think the 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 deal that we worked out um you know it is what it is and we're just moving on from it and um that's you know really don't have a lot more to say on it
1: Really struggled with that struggled with that answer. I'm sure because he knew he was going to be on the yeah. spot with it,
2: right? Like he knew it was going to be uncomfortable. Yeah he, gonna, yeah, he knew. It was
0: going to be very uncomfortable for him. So um the so with that, they were forced to relinquish their good third round pick and move down thirty spots, right? Basically a full round. They went from the top of the third yeah. to the bottom of the third. But then they made up for it, or at least they attempted to make up for it with the trade that they made today with the Tennessee Titans to kind of move back more into the middle of the third round, going from 81 to 71 so one thing we've learned about monty austin Fort wheeling and dealing right like i mean we we kind of wondered what his philosophy would be and there has there's been no staying put with monty in this draft it's been a lot of movement a
1: lot of motion, yeah. A lot of trades. right? I like it. That's I like what it. I've He's really been set all themselves about. up good for last year. There is some rumblings on social media that they could be looking at B.J. Ojolari, the uh, linebacker from LSU. So I like the defensive. I like them to go uh, to go defense here. Um, linebacker, boy, would that be shocking to you if they took a linebacker? It wouldn't be shocking to me if they took an edge rusher. Yeah,
0: I mean, they they certainly right. I mean, there was the whole pursuit of Will Anderson Jr. Tyree. Yeah, Wilson. no, he can rush the. Passer. He's
1: a He's a pass rushing guy. Uh, there's no question about it. He's a he, explosive speed, bend, um, experience dropping into coverage. That's a lot of the stuff we heard about some of the other guys they've taken. 6'2", 248 pounds. So that could be a player that they're, they're looking at right there. Yeah, the corners are
0: still out there as well. Keely Ringo from Georgia. DJ Turner from Michigan. Brian Branch from Alabama. And then, of course, the center, John Michael Schmitz. I mean, he's been a guy Who's been in many ways tied to the Arizona Cardinals seemingly almost from day one, right? Given their need for a center and that he is he's tested well. He's very highly regarded. I think we're about to go to the podium and make this official with the Cardinals. Let's do it. Let's go,
1: Kansas City. Aeneas. Shout out to Lawrence and Lilia, my parents, my wife Tracy, and the Arizona Cardinals. Let's go. With the 41st pick in the 2023 draft, the Arizona Cardinals select B.J.
2: Ojolari, linebacker, LSU. B.J. Ojolari, Edge. LSU. A born leader, Ojalary, was named a team captain for the 2022 season at LSU. He showcased his pass rushing abilities in a variety of ways. His ability to change direction and find the most efficient way to a quarterback is something any NFL team is looking for. If he can put on some muscle and improve his hand-to-hand moves at the line, he'll be a dangerous pass rusher in the NFL. NFL comparison, current Miami Dolphins linebacker Jalen Phillips.
0: Okay, edge rusher. Something they certainly talked about needing yeah. in the first
1: round. Will yeah. Anderson, Tyree Wilson, right? You to see, not a lot of sacks. He had five and a half sacks last year. He had seven the year before, four the year before that. But they do need an edge rusher. They do. This is not Will Anderson, but they do need somebody that can get to the quarterback. They do need an edge rusher. That makes some sense. They go defense after they go offensive line in the first yeah, round. Yeah, I'm looking at
0: his profile right now, in addition to what we just heard from Eric Ruby there a second ago. Um, his weaknesses, slightly undersized frame, okay length, limited growth potential. He can physically be manhandled a little bit in the run game, um, but apparently his effort is fantastic. He makes plays on the opposite side of the field from where he started, so he's got a high motor, it sounds like. Overall, Ojulari doesn't have ideal size for every scheme, but he offers a dynamic pursuit package with his explosive traits and unrelenting effort. He offers scheme versatility as an NFL starter, projecting best as a stand-up up edge rusher for an odd front defense. So a three four three four edge, edge rusher, three four offensive three, four line, three four edge yeah, rusher. That's kind of what we're yeah, looking at here. Pass up on
1: a center. You pass up on the cornerbacks that were available. Must not love any of those guys. But seems like a solid pick. I mean, they definitely needed help there. You know, for 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 the edge. I, was there an L- I don't think there was an LSU player drafted in the first round. He might be the first LSU player to go. Uh, I, unless there was one that went earlier in the second round. I think I remember something about that. There was no. There was no LSU guys drafted in the first round which is crazy. There hasn't been one yet today. So I, and, and I don't think it was any yesterday. I believe. He'll be the first LSU guy that got drafted. I'm looking real quick. You're correct.
0: No LSU players have been drafted. All right, when we come back on the Burns and Gambo show, we will continue to react to what is going on with the Arizona Cardinals and what might be next for the Arizona Cardinals today. That's coming up here on the Burns and Gambo show.